<laughs> but later in the episode that imaginary friend does it to monkey and then he just starts scream laughing he looks like jimmy carter <laughs> <laughs> and i think about that every day no kids in the 90s and early 2000s knew who the fuck jimmy carter was no, he wasn't the president when we were growing up, right? No, he was no, he president have been. 20 years earlier. <laughs> yeah, I was like far, far before we were born. <sighs> Welcome to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. The game show where one of us is quizzed on a movie they have not seen. We are state-run and wahe. I, I don't use the script, so I needed to make sure I got those. No, you got those. That was it verbatim. I'm <laughs> I'm off book and on book. I'm your co-host off book, and this is your other co-host off grid. You've been listening to the game show. We ain't seen nothing yet. It's done now. I should have said off red. Off like, red. Isn't that the uh, to be considered on red? I suppose. Yeah, Offred is the Handmaid's Tale <laughs> name. Because when the women who can give birth are designated to different men, they're given the of and then the man's first name. So she's uh, of, of Fred. Offred. Offred. Flintstone? Mm, yes. Give us a Flintstones Handmaid's Tale crossover. Look, it, HBO Max is starting from the ground <laughs> up. It's about time Much to give needed. us... But the problem is uh, it would have to be unscripted content. So what you and I need to do is just make it real. And then HBO Max will pick it up. Sounds good by me. Um, so we have Sounds to find like you quality a content. We have to find you a Fred. Finding a Fred for the Ed of the World. Remember that movie? Fred? Last week you quizzed me on the movie The Producers. <laughs> Fred the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Who Brandy insulted me one time and said, <laughs> I reminded her of Fred. Oh, that Fred. Yes, that is a scathing insult to have been compared to Fred. When did she make that comparison? college <laughs> okay yeah that's bad that's definitely an insult then because like in middle school it could have been considered like a compliment from the wrong person yeah i'm not assuming that brandy was into fred she does not seem like the type who would have been let's te- actually te- let's i'm gonna text brandy right now and ask her if she was into fred <laughs> i'm pretty sure I remember her saying she didn't watch Fred. She was aware of Fred. And based on what she knew, I reminded her of Fred. <laughs> and thought and I watched it, which I never watched a lick of Fred. Ever a fan of the YouTuber? <laughs> Fred? Or his movies? <laughs> With John Cena. <laughs> what? John Cena played his dad in the movie. It was like early, early in John Cena's movie career. Now she might respond. She might not. I've been talking to Daniel all day about One Piece. I wasn't aware Daniel read manga. He's caught up. So uh, basically I'm closer friends with him now than I am with you. Yeah, that's fine. He's I can lose two friends to Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I set a quota of three. <laughs> if you lose one, if you lose Kira, <laughs> you're done for. You're close, good friend. <laughs> My best friend, Kira. <laughs> now. 
process of elimination. Uh, so we'll wait for Brandy to respond and unfortunately have to carry on with the rest of the episode. For a week until we get a response. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever want to close your door? Um, No. I'm not going to close the door. All right. Because if I do, I will die. All right. I'll I'll shut it a little bit. I'll close it a little bit. Close it, it all the way. All the way. <laughs> <laughs> I guess <laughs> if you if do you determine a door being closed all the way if you like stuff like towels underneath the crack <laughs> like in the crack of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's closing a door all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and locking it. I consider locking a door part of the process of closing it. Just tossing a padlock at that thing. Mm-hmm. Right through it, if you can. I can be your hero, baby. baby. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> we, we just spontaneously start singing that song. I heard you do individually. it. <laughs> I know, it was a bit. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel it. Cancel it. Speaking of canceling, we're do, we're uh, speaking of canceling. We're talking to producers. Yes. <laughs> a yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, Ethan, you did bad on this quiz. I did real, real bad. I did. I didn't know much about it. I, as I reflected in my review on Letterboxd, I really thought more of this production was about the actual play. Yeah. It makes up maybe one to two percent of the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's get into open-ended questions. You got a point and a half from this area. You got half a point for saying it's about uh, producers <laughs> who are making a show called Spring, called Springtime for Hitler. Um, you did say they were movie producers, I think you said. That sounds like a dumb thing I would do. And that it crosses boundaries, but only twice. Mm-hmm. And I would say more. <laughs> what I said was that it does the thing of crossing the boundary twice, where it's like, oh, it's offensive, but then it's even more offensive, which makes it, quote-unquote, okay, not saying it's okay. I think you just said it was offensive twice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> to only two people. No points for financial service, Leo's providing Max, just bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said Max gets his money for productions through unemployment agencies. No, he sleeps with a lot of old ladies. Yeah. Which, which I, I think, think is fine. fine. Yeah. Fun. What else were they going to do? It? No, I think it's fine. I think we should all be doing something like that. Folks uh, folks out there with the 24-7 grind set mentality, why aren't you sleeping with a bunch of older ladies for money? Think about how bored your grandma probably is right <laughs> now. I'm not saying you have to go fuck her, but just imagine how many other old ladies How many are other grandmas? First yeah. of all, your grandma's bored. She needs to get fucked. That's not your <laughs> not problem. You. Yes. That's not you. That's someone else's problem. You can be her wingman. <laughs> Baby, you can kiss away the pain. No. Uh, what kind of production do Max and Leo decide to produce? He said, only the worst, a play. It's a musical. But I give you half a point for saying only the worst. Mm-hmm. Only the worst musical they could possibly do. I wonder why they chose. Never mind. I was going to say I wonder why they chose to do a musical. Like they were reading through only musical scripts, but they were reading through all plays. Springtime for t- for Titler just happened to be a musical. <laughs> oh man, I wanted to see that porno. <laughs> um... It's the porn parody that uh, they put on after. And then you said the communities that would be most offended by this movie, or that I felt would be offended by this movie, were the Jewish populations, black populations, and just anyone who's sensible. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave you half point for saying Jewish, because I feel like this is a gray area where 
there's lots of Jewish comedians who... I mean, it's that very Mel Brooks thing where he would like to make fun of Nazis by having a bunch of Nazis around. Yeah, and I feel like since then, a bunch of Jewish comedians have, like, kind of co-opted that Mm -hmm. vision over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think reasonably... Over the past 10 years, uh, as there's the threat a... of Nazis became more and more expected in the modern day, as opposed to making fun of a dumb historical group. Yes. It's become harder to do that. Yes. But I am not Jewish. Perhaps Neither it is not I. my place to comment. Yeah. I just was explaining how I gave you half a point. Mm-hmm. Uh,. I wouldn't say there's this movie's just pretty much white, so Yeah, there's not there's there really aren't any, any black race. people to offend or <laughs> yeah. any other race, yeah. It's just white people doing those regular old white shenanigans. Uh particularly towards uh the LGBTQ community. Yeah, there's a lot of homophobia and transphobia. Yeah. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Mm-mm. It's not good. Mel Brooks was one of those comedians, was he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Okay, Mel Brooks is one of those comedians uh, who very much says that he loves the LGBT community. But it's That's weird. a funny way I, of showing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he does not do a good job with his feature film debut, I don't think. No. About the only thing that you can give him uh, a nod (laughs) for (laughs) is acknowledging that Broadway attracts a lot of members of the LGBTQ community. And it does. (laughs) I enjoyed seeing many of the dancing Hitlers practicing ballet. Yes. Because I saw that and I was like, oh, I'm doing ballet. I I know what that's like. Are you coming out right now? Yes. (laughs) First to the world, second to my fiance. (laughs) She's going to have to find out. This is your test to see if she listens. (laughs) Um, What else I was going to say? Is it a point in his favor that the director of the play actually seems to do a very good job? No. (laughs) Because it it has to be a good job to further the plot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> but I, I realize that it's plot focused. But when the play starts in earnest and you see that it's nothing like the script, I looked at Kira and I went, this is bad. But the director of this play is one of the greatest directors of all time to turn <laughs> that script into this. Yeah. Um, multiple choice. What is the name of the production? You yeah. said it earlier, but you got it wrong. Yeah, it's because I knew the song, um, and I thought the play can't have the same name as the song. Plenty of musicals do. <laughs> no, I don't think they can or they should. Think of, think of, give me three right now. Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma 2. <laughs> I was going to jokingly say Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> I'm just a fiddler on the roof. <laughs> Very modern sensibilities of that. Yeah. <laughs> There's like an electric guitar. So <laughs> <laughs> but you'd be surprised. It was just Zero Mostel pioneering the genre. <laughs> Uh, got zero points for what the immediate reaction to the production is. You said it was sleep-inducing. It was uh, a lot of uh, just people insulted. just aghast. Yeah, yeah insulted. insulted. Uh, what are Leo and Max doing during the first show? You said they were getting plane tickets. 
Nah, they're just in the bar. Yeah. I don't know why. I feel like plane tickets would have made more sense that they just want to get out of there with all their money. Mm -hmm. Probably would have been a better idea. Sure would. Forest. Now, what I'm more interested in is the extra credit. What hilarious sight gag from Planet of the Apes is Wesley pretty sure happens in the bar scene. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. I'm... I didn't remember this question. Okay. Uh, so In the bar scene, when people come in, don't Zermastel Leo and a drunk do the see no evil, hear no evil, say no evil? I think they do. <laughs> I think they do that. Yes. Yes. That happens um, in Planet of the Apes during the It's discussion. It's weird because I was watching for that, and I thought that might have been the case. Yeah. Immediately after this movie, I did watch uh, the movie version of Noises Off, which is kind of a fun thematic approach to this. Yeah. And it seems like they also do that joke, <laughs> but not quite. It was such a hot joke in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You could not see any evil, hear any <laughs> evil, or speak any evil. Unless you were fighting the Viet Cong. Well, um, they did it in Ed Ed <laughs> you, Your one point came from how you believed uh, Leo and Max tried to end the production. Yes, they do blow up the building. Yes. Uh, He's a smart man. This is the short fuse. You want to take a guess? You got it wrong. My favorite character is not Franz Liebkin. Do you want to take no, a guess? No, I don't know why it would be. I don't know <laughs> whose favorite character in this movie is Franz Liebkin. Um, I was thinking. I was trying to think. The about other it. options. The other options were yeah. Ula the secretary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Why is that? <laughs> I don't think you would pick her as your favorite character. I would. Uh, <laughs> You just like seeing her brawless chest shake. I like to see that bouncy go-go dancing style. Nothing mm-hmm. sexier than chicken winging your arms as hard as possible. <laughs> Which leaves Lorenzo St. Dubois or, or, and Roger Debris. Do you remember who these characters are? Lorenzo is the director's, like, not no. secretary. No, I don't remember who he is. Lorenzo St. Dubois and LSD. Oh, that's right, LSD. <laughs> LSD has to be your favorite character. He is. He's such a great actor. And tidbit, Mel Brooks cast him after being told to go see the stand-up who was just crazy out there. Mm-hmm. And it was the guy playing Lorenzo St. Dubois, and he said that the show started and while everyone was getting seated before the show started there was just a pile of bricks on the stage (laughs) and they thought maybe something would come a bit in the like show or it was just like garbage or whatever and so they all just took their seats the show started 10 minutes went by and he never took the stage and then out of the pile of bricks, he came, <laughs> and he had stayed absolutely still and had been under that pile of bricks for 30 minutes. That's awesome. That's actually so cool. <laughs> I think it's so funny. Like, what a crazy entrance. <laughs> A lot. Uh, Kira mentioned this too, but as I was watching LSD, I was like, he really reminds me of another performer. And then Kira put a name to it. It's Robin Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, so much of Robin Williams seems to be this guy's character. Totally. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing. Robin Williams obviously had an amazing career. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that this actor also deserved to have one. <laughs> My hands down, my favorite scene in this movie is him auditioning with love power. <laughs> it's so long. That scene's too long. <laughs> no, it's just it's long too, enough. It's, it's too long. It's so long, and I love how long it is. 
So you and I are now going to be at odds about this being too long and the car chase and what's up talk being too long. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know what? <laughs> We're going to put this to a vote. Which which of these is actually too long? It's perfect. The next real fight. Uh, you got two points in true or false. Uh, it's false that the production is actually about Neville Chamberlain. Uh, yeah, that would have been weird. Uh, I thought, got, I, I, and the thing is, I knew it was about Hitler. I thought it was going to be some weird extra meta narrative on top. <laughs> I overcomplicated things. <laughs> you got it right that Mel Brooks is in this movie. Oh, cool. I'm glad that you did give me that point because I was going to fight you tooth and nail for it. Yeah. Um, he is not physically in the movie. He provides uh, because, his voice. Yes, because he sings that part of springtime for Hitler in the original production. He, for some reason, overdubs the actor doing it in this movie. Yes. <laughs> he says, don't be stupid, be a smarty, come and join the Nazi party. Great line. It's a great song. I really, I'll get into <laughs> it more in the in the final review. Uh, it is true that for added measure, Max tries to bribe a reviewer. Yes, but in the negative sense, he yes. wants the reviewer to hate that he has been bribed. Yes. Which is some 3D chess right there. <laughs> it is false that Leo is the straight character to Max's neurotic character. <laughs> they Neither of them are the straight character. <laughs> no, they're both but, <laughs> yeah. I have seen Gene Wilder in quite a few movies. Mm-hmm. I think this might be his best performance that I've ever seen. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, he, there is, there is a Woody Allen movie. Mm. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. It's an adaptation of this nonfiction book called um, "Everything You Always Wanted to Know About Sex." Mm. And it's just a movie of vignettes. Mm-hmm. And there's one vignette that stars Gene Wilder who falls in love with his sheep. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's also a, a, a stellar role for him. <laughs> I cannot rewatch that movie. but <laughs> Of course not. <laughs> it's, it's It was good. Um, you got it right that Max originally comes up with the, Max does not originally come up with the production fraud idea. Yes, it's Leo, and he does it kind of as a joke. (laughs) As a thought (laughs) experiment, really. Yeah, it's not even a joke, it's just like, he has the thought, says it out loud, and then continues on with his work. (laughs) You know, it's funny, you could do this. (laughs) You know, like you do as an accountant. Um, you and said I just, it... I need to talk about it now. Matthew Broderick's delivery of that <laughs> monologue is so fucking bad. <laughs> I I think I've seen it once and I'm so not interested. I can't stand Matthew Broderick. <laughs> He's not a good actor. And it wasn't until, for some reason, seeing him on stage put all of the pieces together for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> like. Ferris Bueller is a movie that I think is fine, but personally don't really care for. Same. And he's he's all right in that. Uh, the Lion King, he plays half of that role. What's, uh, r- what role is he in The Lion King? He's Simba. Huh. <laughs> he's Simba, <laughs> but he that. does not sing. Hmm. And I think he's fine in that. Um, and then I've seen him in Inspector Gadget. Uh, which is a terrible movie, and he's also awful in it. Yeah. And then seeing one more thing. Oh, I also know him in 30 Rock as Cooter Burger. Yeah. I remember seeing him. He guest starred a couple times in Modern Family. Mm-hmm. Your favorite sitcom? <sighs> There's a deep blink. <laughs> I was so upset that I said that. I shouldn't have even mentioned it. <laughs> You opened yourself up so much. You thought it wasn't going to for I took a bet in my head that you wouldn't, wouldn't remember Brandy making everyone believe I'm a big fan of Modern Family. 
Ty Burrell is a great actor. Whatever. I stand by that, though. It's fine. Anyway, you were saying it reminds you of Modern Family? <laughs> or you saw him in Modern we're Family? We're done with that. Um... <laughs> He's going to hang up the call. <laughs> You've been listening to the game show. <laughs> um, you said that it was true that uh, the N-word would be used in this movie. False. I don't know when it would be used. Yeah. No. It's not used. That is Blazing Saddles. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still like Blazing Saddles. I think it's all right. <laughs> it's. I just have complicated feelings about. Yeah, but you come on. You there are two parts of that movie that will always get a consistent laugh for me. And yes, they do both involve Mongo. But the line "Forget about that shit. Here comes Mongo" is amazing, <laughs> and also. That actor punching a horse in the face and knocking it <laughs> unconscious. Yeah. I do appreciate the ending of that movie where it just like completely breaks the third oh. law. I thought that this Fourth movie law. was also doing that for some reason. Yeah. I get that I mixed th- up. It's weird how many movies I think have the same ending as Blazing Saddles. Uh, You got one point for... Uh... Your screen grab question for saying mm-hmm. that Gene Wilder plays Leo. <laughs> he does. <laughs> but uh, Zero Mostel is not wearing a hairnet. It's not John Waters. <laughs> it's not. It's definitely not John Waters. He is not looking good. Uh, <laughs> he's in a very bad way in this movie. Um, It is the... Is that the My Blue Blanket scene? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. The first really big laugh of this movie. It was a huge laugh for me. (laughs) (laughs) My blue blanket! (laughs) It's incredible. My blue blanket sets the tone for for what I thought was going to be the rest of the movie. Uh It does go downhill after that pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But it's... It's so good. And when Matthew Broderick fucks that line up <laughs> and throws a stomping tantrum instead of a like full real neurotic breakdown. Yeah. It's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Matthew Broderick do that and I was like, you're not doing it this way. You're not allowed. Uh and wasn't this the scene that you said that you thought this was what I based my entire comedic stylings on. I did, yes. Yeah. It does feel very you. Yeah. And not in it, I don't mean that in an insulting way, audience. <laughs> but I I'm childish. <laughs> I do think that my co-host, when he feels like it, can be quite funny. <laughs> when I feel like it. I'm saying you uh, phone it in a lot, bud. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't disagree (laughs) (laughs) you're turning it on maybe 25 30 percent of the time (laughs) um all right so let's go into bonus questions let's see (laughs) if you remember this we almost waited until tuesday and i guarantee you i would have forgotten everything (laughs) about this movie by then how much of the production does Max sell to his investors? 2,500%. 25, 25,000%. <laughs> Damn. I said it and then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I need to move that zero. So positive. What because is 25,000 is ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of Max and Leo's production in jail? A, love in prison. Mm-hmm. B, prison lovers. C, oh, pr- prison in love. Oh. Or D, prisoners of love. <laughs> I think it's D, prisoners of love. You're right. Okay. <laughs> uh, but you had me. You had me for a second. Hold, hold, hold. Brandy has texted back. We have the answer as to what, how she feels about Fred the YouTuber. <laughs> Breaking news, breaking news. Brandy says, 
on the question, were you ever a fan of the YouTuber Fred or his movies with John Cena? She replied, maybe a little in middle school. (laughs) (laughs) I'm responding, that's a mistake many have made. That's understandable. You should just respond, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Blocked and reported. (laughs) Or just text back explains a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I should. Oh, you're one of those people. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't listen to this show anymore, so. If uh, you're one of Brandy's friends and you're hearing this, feel free to let her know. I don't think she'll care. I also doubt you're listening. (laughs) Hey, our episodes with Brandy have the highest listener count. It's true. So they probably stuck around. Uh, Nine people to download this episode. True or false, Max and Leo first meet Franz in his apartment. Uh, false. They meet him on the roof fucking with pigeons. Yes, this is true. Which is a weird scene that I think is referenced in John Wick 2. When John Wick (laughs) meets Lawrence Fishburne's character. (laughs) Interesting. And I I would love to know if that's the case. I just went to a uh, comic book store today and they had just like it was the biggest comic book store I've been to. Mm-hmm. Target. <laughs> and they had a huge section devoted to action figures and stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize there were so many John Wick action figures. There, wait, like more than the character John Wick or just many of him, the main character? I didn't take that close of a look, but it seemed like a lot of just John Wick that's bizarre (laughs) i go into a lot of figure stores and i've only seen i think like two or three it seemed like five i i didn't take that close of a look my brother was i only caught my brother just staring at it (laughs) (laughs) just like drooling over it not drooling just like in shock i think more there are at least Three different ways that you can purchase a figurine of Keanu Reeves. All right, so um, before here they I... are. <laughs> before I reveal your grand total, um, but not locking in, uh, we still have some wiggle room. Yeah, you have less than me. <laughs> not surprising, but. Also, not the worst thing, because my predicted score is considerably lower than yours. I mean, less wiggle room. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Ethan, would you rewatch this movie? Uh, probably not. I don't think. Yeah. I was mostly interested in this movie because when I was... 19, commuting to and from the city of Madison, just for fun, uh, I would throw on my musical theater playlist, either based on Avenue Q or the Book of Mormon, because I was awful. Um, Springtime for Hitler would sneak its way in there. And it's a really good song. It's very catchy and also very shocking. Mm-hmm. And I thought the shock value of that song was going to carry through the entire movie and would mostly be about that production. This movie is not about that really at all. No. Um, I do think that Gene Wilder and Zero Mostel do very good jobs in the movie. Mm-hmm. They're incredibly charismatic and unfortunately are really the only thing and LSD, I guess. <laughs> Damn right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Are the only things worth checking out the movie for, but I don't think that's a strong enough pull to bring me back to it, if I had to say. What about you? 
Yeah, I don't know if... I showed this movie to Takara not... Maybe like a year ago at this point. And I was really hesitant whether I should show it or not. Mm -hmm. Because it's just... There's so many parts of this movie that just are not good. Mm -hmm. But there's several parts of this movie that I just absolutely love. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think I can rewatch this movie anymore. I think I, if I ever feel the itch, I can just satisfy it by watching YouTube videos. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) There's like, you could easily watch a best of of this movie and still get something out of it. You yeah. don't need to watch the whole thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I totally agree. This movie made me uh, appreciate Gene Wilder even more than I already did. Milwaukee native. Shout out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just really love Zero Mostel as well. And I think at some point we should watch, I should quiz you on um, a funny thing happened on the way to the forum, which also has Zero Mastel in it. Hmm. Um, He's a great actor, and I've always wanted to watch more of his stuff. Because uh, on Kira's playlist of like the best of Broadway, mm-hmm. there's him performing uh, If I Was a Rich Man, and I just think he is incredible. <laughs> yeah, he's a great actor. And not very well known anymore. <laughs> Because his son really took that mantle when he appeared as the social worker in Big Daddy. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is his son? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> no one. <laughs> he had like a he had like a somewhat decent career, but he was kind of saddled <laughs> with Adam Sandler movies around that era. Again, I think Big Daddy is a great movie. <laughs> I want to make that also very clear. Yeah, so does the black and white make this movie boring, Ethan? Um, No, the shock comedy is what makes this movie boring. <laughs> Imagine if this movie had been written by Ricky Gervais. How much funnier. <laughs> then it would be funny. He'd be like, it's so dumb that you think that God is real. And he would give all the LGBTQ characters AIDS. Yeah. And that would be funny. Mm-hmm. And then they would all die at the end, and he would be like, Well, I told him not to suck so much dick. <laughs> and he would have an, a, a casted audience laugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I hate that man. But love him in GTA 4. <laughs> love him in GTA 4. It- the framing device of him is what makes him palatable. <laughs> oh, and I love his show. Uh, Derek. Derek, yeah. <laughs> I love Derek. <laughs> I can't get enough. When are they coming out with a prequel and a when sequel series? <laughs> when's young Derek and when's old Derek? <laughs> When is HBO Max going to develop their own Derek? <laughs> there's three Something networks now. It's, it's There's going to be HBO Max, Discovery Plus, and the Derek program. <laughs> the 90-day Derek universe. I'm <laughs> picturing Ricky Gervais and Derek character just planning weddings. <laughs> I know literally nothing about that show, and I will gladly keep it that way. If you quiz me on Derek, I will quit and hang up my hat, and this show will never air again. He plays a character with a mental disability, although he claims it's not a character with a mental disability. Because Uh, he's doing it. Yes. Uh, And he's just, he works in a nursing home. Eek. Oh, what if they bring Idiot Abroad back? I hope they don't. We'll be back. (laughs) With Idiot Abroad. (laughs) (laughs) To review our season so far and to talk about the 
uh, true end to this season. You've unlocked the final episode of the <laughs> Classic Movies 2 season. You five listeners. <laughs> if you weren't listening when this episode aired, you actually have to skip the next episode. <laughs> Takara's first real episode. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back! Keenan Thompson! <laughs> A can of LaCroix! <laughs> Spaghetti a la mode! A broken bra strap! <laughs> Ricky Gervais as Derek! He's going to be one of the new feature players of the next season of SNL. It's not Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais as Derek. Featuring Ricky Gervais's avatar. GTA 4. Aristotle Atari. Continuing down the list. Keenan Thompson. Thompson. He's both a featuring player and a regular player. Really double dipping on <laughs> Keenan. <laughs> what are we supposed to be talking about? We're supposed to be wrapping up this season. Uh, Ethan, what movie has most improved with time? I just want to talk about this season because this season... Is the longest one that we've ever done. Is it? And has also felt the longest. Star the Wars longest... was longer. Star Wars was long, But this is the longest, like, normal type season that we've done. Uh-huh. What I'm saying is it was exhausting. <laughs> um, the movie we really that is... could have just cut out all the movies with color. <laughs> yep. But I also wanted to watch them. Yeah. When we were making the season, I really wanted to watch them again. And as I was watching them, they were good. As I'm covering them, maybe not so much. So what I could have done next time, just watch them by myself. (laughs) Maybe ask if you'd like to join. And if you say no, that's not the end of the world. Oh, it would be. (laughs) If I asked you to sit down and watch What's Up Doc with me, you wouldn't be my friend anymore. (laughs) So, out of the producers, A Streetcar Named Desire, Dr. Strangelove, Citizen Kane, and The Best Years of Our Lives, Ethan, which one of these is a movie that you find yourself thinking about? Uh, it's probably The Best Years of Our Lives, Mostly because there's a poster for it at work that I walk past <laughs> every day. <laughs> um, but it is also really good, and I still think about it fondly. And of these, it's, I think, the only one that I would watch again. <laughs> yeah. Not saying that the others are bad, but it's the only one that is one I don't have to be in a particular headspace to feel like watching. <laughs> Are you saying that you wouldn't watch Streetcar Named Desire? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I will watch the musical. <laughs> Streetcar! <laughs> I would say that uh, it was the most improved just because I can watch that Simpsons clip over and over again now right, with yeah. context. Uh-huh. Um, have- I, for me, I literally just remembered yesterday that i watched rashomon <laughs> i saw you put it on the on, on letterboxd because i was adding all my movies to my list on letterboxd mm-hmm. and like sorting them like this is an odd number there's <laughs> which one am i forgetting and i had to go through i had to go onto this spreadsheet and look <laughs> like oh rashomon <laughs> mm-hmm um, I would say What's Up Doc is still probably my favorite out of what 
we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do find myself thinking about the sting. I would out of these. I mean, what's up, Doc? I'll probably rewatch at some point. But I think I would want to rewatch the apartment at some time. Um, it's it's better on rewatch, honestly. Yeah. I, I I highly recommend that one for rewatch. I don't know. I don't remember what I was doing when I was watching it, but I felt like I was. I feel like I was distracted. Mm-hmm. I was that probably just too. jerking it. So <laughs> Jack Lemon, it there's something about him that you're like, I could really just be jerking right now. <laughs> I didn't say it when we watched the apartment but he's still incredibly handsome i think he's in a very attractive <laughs> he, man he is <laughs> there's and it's not like the old hollywood type of attractive he's kind of he's just a cutie <laughs> yeah he's he's hot <laughs> we'll lust after everyone on this show i want to make that very clear we cut it from last episode but we were talking about how hot barbara streisand <laughs> is and what's up doc immediately after we <laughs> ended recording and this is why Ethan doesn't want to talk about Derek anymore because he just, <laughs> he's scared of how, how, of his feelings for Ricky. <laughs> Ooh, you know what I'm going to add just because we're doing it now? Derek? Uh, okay. Oh, okay. I think that'll be fun. I, as long as we're not doing it in a gross way, which we're two white men, it's kind of hard not to do it in a gross way, so we're walking on a type rope. Type rope. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, yeah, what movie is the one you've forgotten the most? For you, Rashomon, clearly, because you forgot that you watched it. Um, yeah, Rashomon has to be the one I forgot the most. I can recall every movie. I mean, I can recall Rashomon. I feel mm. like this is the one. I feel like... This is just the way I feel. (laughs) In my opinion, I feel that the movies you showed me this season were probably the most solid out of the seasons that we watched. We've done so far. I feel like I can actually recall the stories. I'll take that. (laughs) Honestly, I'll take that as praise. Let me look. Uh yeah. Well, you'll never. I guess I remember some of the do better movies. I remember all of those. Uh, but cheesies, yeah. Don't remember anything about Mega Mind. <laughs> for you, that's probably for the best. Kids movies. I want to get to the point where we're going through these and you've just fully... You, you don't believe that you watched one of them. <laughs> don't undo them all. I have to put them back I will hide them how. again after that. I know, know how. how. You don't think I know how to work a fucking Excel spreadsheet? It's Google, so yeah, it's, I don't. It's different. <laughs> oh, I remember. It's complicated. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, what else can we talk about? Um, I don't know, I oh, my these... most forgotten movie yeah. is probably uh, it's probably Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to guess. <laughs> but again, Citizen Kane I watched when my apartment was first infested with bedbugs. <laughs> so I was tending to really the best way shit. to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's how it was meant to be watched. <laughs> Orson Welles really wants you to get bed bugs <laughs> when you're about to watch Citizen Kane. It's a cinema changing experience because the cinema has bed bugs that you're taking home with you. I keep talking to my coworker who had bed bugs about my situation, and every time I mention it, she just has like war flashbacks to when she had them. And I keep asking, Do you want me to not talk about it? Because it seems to be freaking you out. She seems to be fine with it. <laughs> she plays uh russian roulette um <laughs> i hate these expectations shattering and defeating questions we'll never ask them again <laughs> this is a question i added at the end of last season because i had an example 
Are there really... any musical cues that stuck with you? Because there sometimes in a movie there's a part where a song rolls in that is way too jarring. But I don't think that there were any this time. The, but, but the I'm sting. holding out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing that comes to mind. That's the only one where the music <laughs> stands out and still bugs the shit out of me. There's 30 <laughs> years of difference between when that music came out and when this movie was. And I feel like the, the composer just didn't even think about it. Play big band music. <laughs> that was the music of the time. Um, my biggest music pop is a lack of music uh, for how quiet the movie gets once uh, the plane captain jumps out with the bomb in Doctor Strangelove. Yeah. The audio the sound in that of... movie is kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it's all over the place. <laughs> Yeah. It's way too quiet sometimes and way too loud at other times. It was mixed for the theater. And then finally, and the most important question, who was the hottest actor this season? Jack Lemmon. Uh, Paul Newman. Again, who do I keep mixing up with Paul Newman? Randy Newman. Randy Newman. And I always mix <laughs> up Randy Newman with Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> The same music. Same. I don't think anyone was particularly hot in Best Years of Our Lives. Kira would fight me and say that the lead actor in Stalag is hot, but I don't get get it. No one is hot in Citizen Kane. Jack Lemmon is hot in the I would say Orson Welles is handsome. Orson Welles is at his most attractive in Citizen Kane, which to me is still not very attractive. I think he was always kind of handsome. <laughs> Marlon Brando's kind of hot in Streetcar, though. Yeah, but not as hot as that one guy who uh, <laughs> Blanche falls in love with. Yeah. Not no, as hot uh, as the newspaper boy. <laughs> Not as hot as the newspaper. The thing is, no one in that movie was deserving of a surprise kiss that they didn't want. (laughs) Which is very fucked up for me to say in a movie that culminates in rape. (laughs) I should have stopped myself. Yeah, Ethan cut it. Um... Sting is full. I'm not going to. Sting is full of hot actors. The producers. I mean, Ula's hot. Like, I can't say that she's not attractive. It would be a lie for me to say that. I also think Gene Wilder is fairly attractive. Gene Wilder is pretty hot in The Producers. And I don't know, but I do think Zero Mostel is handsome in a very unique way. If he wasn't as sweaty in that movie, I think I could have said that about him. But yeah. the way he's presented in The Producers is not attractive. Sure. They've taken a man who could be considered attractive and made him not attractive in The Producers. To me, I understand he's more your cup of tea. We should just make our podcast into talking about how like hot all the characters are in each movie. Again, if we started adding this... Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to change things up a little bit next season. We're going to add something to the end of each episode just to spice things up. And it's which of these characters could we most easily beat in a fight and which of these actors is looking the hottest. (laughs) And then at the end of every season, we'll have a bracket (laughs) where one side is the ones we could beat in a fight and the other is the hottest one. And then they're going to link up and we're going to see which one of them is the best. And I just think that makes the show more interesting. Which of these characters could I beat in a fight? Uh, I think I could beat the crazy samurai from Rashomon in a fight. I think I could do it. (laughs) I think I could beat him. 
Watching them all roll around in the dirt, I think I could beat them all. <laughs> in, in two versions of that story, he sucks shit, and I think I could kick his ass. They all look a little malnourished. <laughs> <laughs> I have eaten. I can exercise. Uh, I'm healthy. I could beat this impoverished <laughs> thief who throws a sword. <laughs> and gets bested by a hill. <laughs> I think I could kick his ass. <laughs> Um, I could kick the ass of anyone in Stalag 17. They may be soldiers, but they're prisoners of war, so that means they're malnourished. I think I could take two of the three veterans in the best years <laughs> of our life. I was going to say I could definitely take one of them. <laughs> Frankenstein or not. I think Frederick March is old enough that I think I could take him. <laughs> Citizen Kane, I'm not kicking Citizen. I'm not kicking Charles Foster Kane's ass. That dude is drunk <laughs> and strong. But I could take either of his wives. <laughs> oh, easy. The apartment, I could kick anyone's ass in the apartment. Yeah. That's not true. No, I couldn't take uh the Head of personnel. He seems too strong and virile. I would fuck up that doctor. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> I would pound on his door and tackle him when he answers. You're telling me I'm too loud? How's this for too loud, old man? Where's your wife? <laughs> Going for her, too. <laughs> uh, Dr. Strangelove. Weirdly, I don't think I could fight any of them. Maybe the president. <laughs> Maybe the president. I I wouldn't fight the president. We would have a very nice conversation. Yeah. Uh, The sting. I could kick Joe Erie's ass. Yeah. Anyone else, though? Do you think you could uh, beat... uh, What's his name? Who's the bad guy? In the sting? Yeah. Do... O'Doyle? That's not O'Doyle. Yeah, he's got a gimpy leg. <laughs> yeah, I could kick his ass. He's got a stupid mustache. The producers, they have nothing to lose. I don't think I can beat them. Yeah, they're rats in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Even the old ladies, I don't think I could beat. Yeah. Again, too virile. Uh, what's up, Doc? I could beat up the guy who's giving out the grant. Yeah, I think I could take Eunice. I, I could absolutely <laughs> take Eunice. I could take Kenneth Mars, I think. Fun fact for the audience, Kenneth Mars is in both the producers and What's Up Doc. Hmm. I could not take Howard Bannister. He seems too muscular. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week to finish out this season. With Takara's first full-on guest episode, where she'll be quizzing both of us on our everyone's favorite black and white classic, Brokeback Broke Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. Where we'll I, reveal what our final scores are. I think that movie's going to be pretty good. What are we going to win? Should we talk about that on this episode, or at the start of next episode? Uh, let's just do it next season. We're too All far. right, we're too far. <laughs> no prize this season. <laughs> we forgot every episode, and this is what happens. The prize is that the season's that done. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good enough prize for me. I'm tired of this season, and I want it to be over. I liked most of these movies, but I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I need variety. I need my trash. The problem is we haven't licked up garbage off the floor but next season we're gonna get so much garbage back (laughs) fuck i have to watch the godfather too i don't want to do that (laughs) you've been listening to the game show we ain't seen nothing yet the current score uh, i'm not gonna reveal it uh you can no there's no movie to watch this week Follow us on Twitter at We Ain't Seen It. On Twitter, you can follow Ethan at Powerful Goose and on Letterboxd at Eegies. You can follow me on either platform at Baby Wesley. Baby Wesley. Wesley. 
I almost said my name correctly. And remember <laughs> to watch Derek and sign Wesley's change.org petition for a season three. I know you had to check how many seasons of Derek there were. I did not, and I'm still skeptical. Derek series. Change.org position. Uh, There's only position. two. There's only two. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Bye. Rock the house. Rock, 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 rock the house. <laughs>